Lord, we come grateful that you call us friends, that you have redeemed us by your own blood, that we might have a right relationship with you. Lord, we're desperate to hear a word from you today. Speak now, for your servants are listening. We open up to hear your word, that we might see Jesus and live it out in our lives, Lord, we pray. Amen. Amen. As we continue on in this series update now it's available download and restart i'm going to focus now as we're going on to this third week or so of that it's still letting you know update now if you ever had that opportunity that there's an alert on your phone that you know updates available there's going to be a moment in time that certain features might not be working because you did not do the update and so to let you now, you need to update now. Uh, if you don't update, then you will lose out on some of the features that should be working. Sometimes we might find out how some things are not backwards uh, capable, that you must update in order to continue to use that app. If you don't update it, it's not going to work. It lets you know that the reason why you need to update, it fixes some of the bugs some of the problems, some of the issues it might have had, that it'll operate better once you do the update. But if you don't want to use the app, then you're not going to update it, and then you're going to be mad how it's not working. Because most of the time, the apps you have on your phones is what you use. And since they know that you use they know that you need to have this update if you want to get the benefit of what is available. Do you understand that how just in our lives that we need to get some updates? We need to stay connected to Jesus and understand how we ought to live for him means we need to download and restart every day. Y'all remember the mode? You got to download. You got to first talk to God and receive what he has for you and then restart. Have some repentance, have some confession in your life and change how you used to be so you can walk how he wants you to be. Tell your neighbor, now's the time to update. And see, sometimes in our lives, we think that we got it all together. We don't want to do any updates. I, I know some people like that in technology. You might know some people that I might be talking about you, that you let your phone just stay how it is, and you don't bother any updates. Say, I don't want to try that. It might mess up my phone up. And the reason why your phone is not operating right, because you didn't do the update. First thing they're going to tell you when you call in for some help, they say, have you downloaded the update? Or they're going to ask you, what version are you operating on? Then they can tell that if they're on 10.15 and you're on 5.3, they're going to let you know you need an update. It's been some time since you updated, so they say, we call you back. That way they, you know, because it's going to take some time for you to get the update. They say, we'll call you back once you have updated your information. God wants us to stay strong. He wants us to stay connected. And one thing I like about when you look at some of these updates that give you those fine print about things, it says that it extends battery life. How oftentimes you have to have like three or four different charges because your battery life is used up. 
You got a charger at work. You got a charger in your car. You got a charger at home. You even got a charger in your bag just in case you go somewhere else. Am I talking to somebody here? That You understand that I need something in my battery so it can be useful and accessible when I want to use it. And so oftentimes they tell you that if you update this software on your phone, it extends battery life. I want to encourage you the same update that God gives us will extend, extend your battery life. But yet the battery that we're talking about, not something you got to plug in to recharge. I'm talking about your soul. Jesus says, I am the life and the resurrection. Though you believe in me, though you may die, yet you shall live. And so you don't have to worry about having a dead battery when you are alive in Christ. Oh, hallelujah. You don't have to worry about how I'm going to make it when you know you got the energy to make it because greater is he that's in us than he that is in the world. Tell your neighbor, now is the time. So when we look at our text, we're going to look at this text here. So this is the third chapter of John. So what's been going on here is that Jesus has been impacting his ministry. He's been teaching. He's been doing great, miraculous things. And it's going around that this man is somebody special. And here it is that you have a Pharisee coming to seek in Jesus about what do you know about the kingdom of God. And, and what you have here, you have the man named Nicodemus coming at night. Some suggest that he's coming at night because he doesn't want to be seen in public. Why is that? You're asking some good questions this morning. Because some of the Pharisees don't like what Jesus is teaching. Uh, they're a little bit prideful and arrogant, thinking of how can this man who's not in our school uh, be teaching the people of Israel, and yet look at the crowds he's getting. We don't no longer get big crowds. We used to pack this place out, but now they're going out to him by the waterfront in the wilderness and, and packing out houses. Uh, how is it that this man, who's a son of a carpenter, be as good as us. Let me help you out what he's pointing out. He says, how can this little guy that came off the street go to this extreme university and pack out all of the extinguished leaders and come and teach when he does not have a doctorate, a philosophy degree? He don't have any letters off in his name, but yet people want to hear from him, not us. That's what I'm saying. This man's uneducated. But yet they don't know that he's just not a man. <laughs> he is God himself. But Nicodemus has a glimpse of that. I, I can tell there's something special about this one. and we, we have to go and find out. So join me in the text. Y'all with me there? Gospel according to John, third chapter. So here it is that Nicodemus came to Jesus and uh, Jesus therefore just replies back to him. What I like about this text is that it does not tell you what Nicodemus asked, but it lets you know what Nicodemus wants to know because Jesus knows everything. He says, I tell you the truth, unless you are born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. Here it is that he wants to see the kingdom of God, but he does not know how to see it. So Jesus is letting them know, if you want to see the kingdom of God, you must be born again. And so help me to plug this in. If those who have uh, your Bible, you see that there, I, I want to give you a filter here. So basically, what, for modern technology terminology, Jesus let them say, you must update now. If you want to get to my service, 
you want to have my data plan, you must update now. Well, you see, born again, he's letting know you got to update. You got to change what you're doing and get with what I have for you. Y'all see that there? And so here it is that Nicodemus is getting confused here about, I thought I had a good plan. It's been working so far. It's been operating so far. So what do you mean I need something new? Y'all see that in verse 4? What do you mean, exclaimed Nicodemus, how can an old man go back into his mother's womb and be born again? Basically saying this, that how can I convert and change? Because what I got is, say, VHS. I got beta tapes. Some of y'all with me here. I got a cassette tape. I got an eight track. And now you want me to go digital. Uh, Y'all with me here? Some of the kids, they say, what you talking about, Pastor? Before y'all had all that digital stuff, we had stuff that you had to hook up, connect, and connect, and connect just to get the sound out. You had wires and cords. Y'all got all this wireless stuff now. Y'all don't know what it means to have cords tucked under your shirt and put the headphones on top. Y'all, they don't know what I'm talking about here. I used to cover up your cords so you could walk around and not get caught on something. How many times you got caught on the desk or a, shirt or a chair when you got up to get a headphone cord? Now y'all got wireless stuff. But back in the day, you had a, a Walkman that you had to plug in, put batteries in. One no recharge, and once some batteries dead, you had to find some new batteries. Anybody had no mismatched batteries that says use same battery, but you say I'm taking whatever works. And you'll connect it and you'll put it in and you'll try to play, but then this new technology came out that you can't go to the music store and buy your favorite album. You know, how 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 you listen to this? Will you download? How you download? Will you gotta get a phone? Well, where's that phone? Then we start migrating. People started buying what those Impel 3s and all those different data players. You had an update. If you still want to listen to your music, you had to update your collection. Now they sell those things that can convert what you had that was analog to now digital so that you can take it with you. So you can take your 8-track, your CD, your cassette tapes, your VHSs, and make it digital. Jesus letting home, you are operating on old technology. I'm going to give you new technology. And he, he understood. He said, how, how can I take this and make it into this? And that's when Jesus let him know that you can't do it. Tell your neighbor, you can't update yourself. See, you, we need someone to step in and work out the problems in our lives and fix it up for us. If we could fix it by ourselves, we would be good all by ourselves. But, yeah, we know we're bad all by ourselves. I got a few amens in this house. And so he was limited with his physical understanding of what he could do because Jesus was not speaking of the physical but of the spiritual. Jesus replied, I assure to you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and the spirit. Humans can reproduce only human life, but the Holy Spirit gives birth to spiritual life. The flesh can do flesh things, but the Spirit can do what God has empowered to do because God can do all things. And so he's letting them know that you've been trying to do it this way, but you're not going to get it done that way. You must be born again. Y'all see that in verse 7? You must be born again. That's like that alert letting you know you must update now. So how are, we, how are we born again? Look what it says. It says that 
It is a spiritual thing. We must be born of what? Water and the spirit. We already know what we can do. Humans reproduce humans, but the spirit gives birth to spiritual life. And so here it is that the water represents oftentimes the symbolicity of life. And, and, and water not only represents life, but also the significance of our symbolism of baptism, the how we are baptized in water. But then also not only is the water part of this process of our regeneration and our renewed, but also the spirit. And here it is that this is when we, we, we find out the spirit aspect, because think about it. When Jesus was baptized, what was present? It says that God spoke. We have God the Father. The Holy Spirit ascended like a bird, and it was what? Above the water. And the Son of God was in the water. Y'all see it all right there? But that's not even a, a, a small part of the bigger part because that also represents creation. In Genesis, it says God hovered over the water. Y'all looking at me like y'all know what I'm talking about. Just go and open your Bible to Genesis. Go ahead, open it up to Genesis. Go ahead and check, check it out for yourself. And it says there was nothing but God, and he hovered over the water. I want you to grab here the sense of hovering over. What was the spirit doing? Hovering over the water. It said it ascended like a bird. Basically, it was something hovering over the water. Showing God is always present in creation. And so here it is. In order for us to be born again, God got to be present. And it's his spirit that's got to be present. And it's the son that has to be present in order for us to have life. So Jesus is the only way we can get this update. The problems you are facing in your life can't be changed by yourself. You can try it, but you'll continue to come with the same results. You have tried other devices. You tried other cords and tried all kinds of things, and why won't this work right? But yet you see it's clearly right there. It says update now. We cannot work around what God's called us to do. He's letting us know that we must be updated. But here it is that Nick and Nick have the same problem that we sometimes have, is that we just don't understand why we got to do it now. He's like, why, why now? Why, why now? Y'all, y'all understand? He said, he said look, I'm old. Why, why I got to change now? How can this even be possible? Jesus is letting them know that, right, with you it's not possible, but with God it is possible. Uh, flesh gives birth to flesh, but spirit gives birth to spirit. Matter of fact, Nicodemus, let me point out to you that it's sort of like how the wind blows. You don't know which direction to go, but just you feel it. Same way you don't know how someone might be saved, but the spirit just will show up. You understand that there's some people in your life that need to hear this and understand that you might not know how it's going to happen, but yet it can happen. Just believe in God. Just trust in God. Understand that God's going to work out. How many of you are here are rocket scientists or engineers and you know exactly how an airplane works? You don't know. You just get on that plane and say, it's going to get me to my destination. You have enough faith that it's going to work because somebody else is going to work it out for you. Well, can you have that same faith in God? Believe that somebody else? 
It's going to work it out. I wish I had one more witness here and understand that you don't got to work it out, but just have faith in somebody else. But that somebody else is somebody great. He is Jesus. He is God all by himself. And he can work out whatever is crooked, whatever is bent, whatever is messed up in your life. He can step in and fix it. You don't got to do it by yourself. The update's available. Update. Click now. Yeah, y'all, y'all see that there? Click now. But you know, but back in the older days, some of our crowd, we don't know the click now. Call now. Call now. But some of y'all before the call now, send in. Right? You, you cut it out, your UPC, your barcode, and you sent it in. You waited your seven to ten days for your return back. But you understood that if I do this, I'm going to get a return back. I'm understanding if you just put your faith in Jesus. Understand, you're going to get a return back. Oh, hallelujah. Just as you are willing to wait for your rebates, you're willing to wait for your ad- to see the addition on your bill. I want you to know, just wait on Jesus. He is our help. Can somebody say, Jesus is my help? And so here's the son of man letting Nicodemus understand that you think it's this way, but it's going to be this way. Here it is. Jesus had to. Had to humble him. He says, uh, you are respected. Jewish teacher. I see that in verse 10. And yet you don't understand these things. I assure you. We tell you what we know. And have seen. And yet you won't believe our testimony. But if you don't believe me when I tell you about earthly things. How can you possibly believe if I tell you about heavenly things? No one has ever gone to heaven and returned, but the what? Son of man has come down from heaven. And as Moses lifted up the bronze snake on the pole in the wilderness, so the Son of Man must be lifted up so that everyone who believes in him will have Eternal life. Remember I told you how that extends battery life. So when you understand that you must get this update of being born again, it's pointing out that you no longer live in the flesh, but you're going to be living in the spirit. And the way you get connected to the spirit is by calling on the name of Jesus. So Jesus says, all right, teacher, you did not grab what I was telling you because I was speaking in some new jargon, some new technology, some new vernacular. Let me go back to what you do understand. You know Moses. You talk about Moses. You teach about Moses. We are sons of Moses. We are sons of what he brought to us because God gave him the law that we now follow. So you know Moses. But do you remember that time when Moses was in the wilderness? He had to make a bronze serpent for the people. And when and he lifted it up. And those who lived up looked up to that, they were here. Well, the Son of Man must be lifted up for salvation. Now, some of us, we're not familiar as this Pharisee is about the the old school. So let's go back to the old school. So you find that in Numbers 21 chapter. Those who got the Bible app, you see the text right there. Numbers 21 verses 7 through 9 expresses to them that what has happened. What what happens is that the people sinned against God. They murmured and they complained. They says, God, you've taken too long. 
We get tired of this food. And so they complain to God and Moses. And, and so God says, all right, y- 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 y'all not happy? All right, well, we can stop right now. He sent out fiery snakes or poisonous snakes that were biting the people and they were dying. Verse 7 says, then the people came to Moses and cried, we have sinned by speaking against the Lord and against you. Pray that the Lord will take away the snakes. So Moses prayed for the people. So here it is that Jesus is pointing out to Nicodemus that how in order for you to be born again, you have to have someone step in to help you out. And so first and foremost, you must understand that you got a problem in your life that needs to be updated. And once you can confess that and realize your problem, you're going to turn to the solution. And notice here that the problem was the people thought they could do it all by themselves. They're saying, God, you're taking too long. We should be in the promised land by now. Why is taking so long? We're getting tired of all this manna. We'd rather have something else. Well, God said, all right, you can have something else. You can have death. You understand that sin brings death? The wages of sin is death. But the gift of God, can somebody say the gift of God, is eternal life. And so, so we need to pay attention to understanding that we just grab the life that God has given us and not try to live a life that we want to live. Here it is that when they were living their own life, they caught in the problem. They got bitten by the snakes. And so Moses had to stop and we need someone to see the problem in our life. We need someone who can do something about the problem in our life. And we need to agree that there is a problem in our life. And then we must embrace and accept the solution to the problem. Moses saw the problem when the people brought it to them. And he interceded on their behalf. Notice that Moses interceded on their behalf, but yet Moses had to make something for their salvation. Then the people came to Moses cried out, We have sinned by speaking against the Lord against you. Pray the Lord will take away the snakes. So Moses prayed for the people. And then verse 8 says, Then the Lord told him, Make a replica of poisonous snake and attach it to a pole. All who are bitten will live if they simply look at it. See, God is always involved in our salvation. Moses realized, I can't save this people unless, God, you give me something. Y'all follow? Unless, God, you provide a way for their salvation. I want to encourage you that somebody can give you a suggestion, but if it's not of God, it can't help you out. You got to go to God and say, Lord, what would you have me to do? And pray and seek him and allow him to give you the peace of what should be done in your life. Don't get caught up with other people trying to give you a quick fix that will never, sell, that will never satisfy your situation. But God is able to do exceedingly above beyond what we can ask or think of him as. God knows exactly what you're dealing with. Aren't you glad that God, unlike many of our doctors and other people, they got to ask you questions, what's going on? What's the problems? Um, what's the symptoms? Does it hurt here? Does it hurt there, right? And, and you know how bad you hurt, right? But how oftentimes have you gone to a doctor and let you know and say, you okay, go home? And you're like, why well, I got to pay this bill for you to tell me to go home when I know I don't feel right? That I'm going to end up coming back here again because I'm sick. There's been times I took my children to the doctor for their regular checkup. A week later, next thing you know, they got strep throat, they got a cold, they got a flu. It's like, I just took you to the doctor. 
And now all of a sudden you say, why? Because the doctors are only limited with present information. They can't see what's about to happen. They don't know there's a virus there, but it hasn't exposed itself yet. That when you get home, all of a sudden you break out into a temp. But when they took your temp there, you didn't have a temp. But all of a sudden now you got a temperature when you get home. It's amazing how the body works. But yet God knows exactly what you're going through. He knows that if you don't stop now, you're about to go into this place that's going to cause trouble in your life. And you're going to call on me then, but I'm available right now. You can stop it right now by just trusting in me. And I can show you how to work around it, how to get through it. But don't go in there by yourself. Sometimes we get big-headed and we think I can do it all by myself. And you get more trouble. You get more problems like these people did. But yet, they realize there's a problem. And I need someone to help me out with this problem. So they go to Moses and Moses goes to God. And God tells them, Moses, make this. And the people looked at this. They'll begin. And what did Jesus say? Just like this, the Son of Man must be lifted up. You familiar with that hymn, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. Lift him up. Lift my Savior up. Lift him up. Here it is, is where we get that background that he says, I must be lifted up. Because what happened? Moses had to make a bronze serpent. He put it on the pole and he lifted it up. And, and, and what happened is that the people could look up. And even though they've been bitten, even though they should die, they live. And and, and only happened for those who looked up. And so Jesus brought him to him and says, here, let me give you some old school for some new school. Then now he said, here's the new school in 16th verse. There is no, for God loved the world so much that he gave his one and the only son, so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have what? So God sent his son into the world not to judge the world, but to what? Save the world. God loved the world this way. I want you to grab here first and foremost about this love. It says that in order for God to show you his love, in order for you to understand what loves look like, he had to demonstrate you can't just say somebody, t- tell somebody you love them and you don't show them. God says, let me show you how I love you by giving you my son. Giving you my one and only son. The only one but God. I, I want you to grab what it means here that he loved you enough that he gave you his only one. So, some of you, when somebody comes to your house, you give them your spare room. You give them spare sheets. You give them leftover food. But what if you only have one meal? One room? Would you say, I give this to you? Or you say, you could sleep on the floor. I got the bed. But God says, I love you so much, I will give you everything I have for me, for you. So that you might know what love is, because I love you that much. And so when we put Jesus in our life, we understand salvation because he is saving us, hallelujah, from death. 
saving us from ourselves. If we left by ourselves, we'd be dead all by ourselves. But by the grace of God, when we did not know how to live for him, he still lived for us. He died for us. He defeated death for us. He rose for us. He seated at the right hand for us. And, and here's, here's the situation here. I want you to grab what Jesus was telling Nicodemus. You needed Moses to make a serpent so that the people could be alive. But right now, that serpent won't save you. You can go back and look at it again, but it won't redeem you. But if you look up to Jesus. You call on the name that's above every name. You will find out that there's power in the name of Jesus. You can get updated right now if you just call on the name of Jesus. You can say, God, I need you. I need you right now. And you can say, Jesus, and I guarantee start a download is going to start happening. You're going to be refreshed. You're going to be renewed from the inside out on the the outside you might look like the old device but on the inside you got something new inside of you that's transforming that's renewing because this old body is going to be cast away and the new inside will be caught up with the new outsider and we'll see him for who he is all by ourselves hallelujah anybody can testify that he's coming back again will you be ready to be ready you got to get your update now you need to go ahead and say, Lord, have thine way. I'm right here. I can't make it by myself. I've tried other places. I, I tried other things, but yet can you try Jesus? His love is ready and available. He did not come to judge you, but he came to save you. He's not coming to, 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 to criticize you and make you feel bad about yourself. He's coming here to lift you up. That's why we like to sing this song, I'm so glad Jesus lifted me. When nothing else could help, Jesus lifted me. Do you understand? If you want to get higher, you want your update, you want to be refreshed, you want to be renewed, just call on Jesus. So call now. Click now. Go ahead, download now, and restart. Update is now available. So I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you. Don't wait. Now is the time. Some of you might be thinking, well, I've already given my life to Christ. What do I need to update now? There's no one here perfect. We all got some bugs. We all got some inefficiencies in our lives. Some of us have left some windows open we should have closed. We got stuff working in the background we need to get rid of. And so here's your time to say, Lord, minister to me. Show me what do I need to remove out of my life so I can get more of you. Sometimes I want you to understand here how many of your, 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 your computers and technology work, that when you got something else working in the background, it's slowing down what's working in the foreground. The foreground is what you're currently working on, but if you got something in the background that's slowing you down, so you're, you, it's taking a long time for stuff to load, it's taking a long stuff, time for stuff to work, you're trying to figure out how come I press send and it's not sending, what's stopping this from moving? You might find out there's something in the background 
that's not properly working, that's slowing down what you're trying to get done. I want to encourage you that God hears you. He sees you. But he also wants you to repent and confess of the mess you got on the background so you can stand up and say, Lord, here I am with clean hands and a pure heart asking you to have thine own way. The update will refresh you and renew you and remove that background stuff. That's why oftentimes when you get an update, they got to, he says, you got to close everything. It'll close everything to fix what has been messed up in the back so that you can restart. So update now. Download and restart. The update's available. Let us pray. God, we come.